Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He's Anthony Kiedis, and he's in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he's next. And now, from the legendary Studio B, so you're in Seattle with Gregor. Look, I was pretty dang nervous to be talking to a guy whose songs I was taping onto a cassette off of the radio when I was like 12 back in the 90s. Yes, I'm old. Every two hours for the last like 20 years, one of his songs has played on the radio somewhere in this city and others across the country, even across the world. They've done pretty okay for themselves, those Red Hot Chili Peppers, despite whatever efforts and troubles they had to get there, it's been pretty incredible. So to be lurking around underneath Key Arena looking for the right room to sit down and talk to a guy like Anthony Kiedis, whoo, whoo, the nerves. I'm the exact right age where we learned about rock and roll from under the bridge. I didn't know what it meant at the time, but you know, we were taping it off the radio, had the double cassette tape, taping back to back so we could get it over and over and hear it, and um, had a huge impact. One, I'll always remember your rippling pecs <laughs> running towards the camera on the video. Why, thank you. The video is iconic for 10 other reasons, too. Maybe 50. Who knows? It's mm. like one of those things that sticks in my mind from that age. Yeah. Um, Directed by a great Northwesterner, Gus Van Zandt. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I just learned something there new. There you go. Um, and I'm in my fourth phase, I guess, of the Chili Peppers. It speaks volumes of a group to stay musically relevant, not on the backs of like one album, but through a process of working hard to always find like another gear and remaining quintessentially still your same <clears> sound <throat> while exploring. I think it's super cool. I'm joined by the mouthpiece and unforgettable nipples of Anthony Kiedis. Phase four, huh? <laughs> I, think, I think I'm in phase 44. Really? Of the RHCP, yeah. For me, it's like I can think of different times we've popped back up in my life, whether it was like from a new album or some, I meet someone new and there's been like four different times I can think of it, but you're a little closer to the project than I am, I'd say. A little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know about the, uh, if you want me to respond to the maintaining of relevance thing. Um, well, I mean, I think you're, that's fascinating that you, it never feels like you're trying to stay relevant. It always feels the same Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it was something new with a different approach, with a new take. I think it helps to be um, unsuccessful for many, many years before you become successful. Sure. gives you a, a, an appropriate foundation in relevance because it really didn't matter to us before we became so-called relevant, to the masses anyways. So it doesn't matter that much post as well. You know, we, we had so many years out there making records where it was just for fun and for free and for clubs and for dance and just doing our thing that when we finally did, you know, become known to the world, it was like, okay, that's fine too, but we were pretty good even without it, so. Seems like you have to kind of stay in the moment just to appreciate stay it. Stay in the moment, on. yeah. I mean, now you're crushing giant venues. You got a sold out key arena here tonight. Mm. 
And do you miss the getting out the front I do. and doing the clubs? I do. I do. I actually was talking to my friend about that. I, you know, I'm not going to uh, turn down the key arena. It's a, it's a fine venue. But there was a time when we would show up to cities and you never knew what the place was going to be like. They were all different. The clubs were different. The auditoriums were different. Sometimes you play a school. Sometimes you play like a little civic center or whatever. And everyone has a different vibe and a different size and shape. And, you know, you would actually be a little more dialed into the people that were coming because you'd drive by and you'd see them all hanging out front. And arenas are all pretty similar. You know, wherever you go, arena's an arena. Yeah. So, yeah, I miss it. I miss it. But so for, you think there'll ever be an opportunity for the Chili Peppers to play a few small things? I mean, there? we play small things all the time, cool. but um, not not as a regular occurrence, just as odds and ends. You know, we're going to Venice in April to Venice, Italy, to play um, an art opening for a friend of ours who's a an artist, and he and he's... It's a 400-seat club in the middle of Venice, Italy, and we're like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go play your art opening. And, you know, we do all kinds of little benefits for our music school that we have down in Silver Lake, and those are warehouses and whatnot. So, God, that yeah. must be fun to keep it like to, as a flashback to what it maybe used to be, that hustle that you were just talking we about. We still have a little bit of we'll play anywhere, anytime to us. I love that. Yeah. I feel like I don't really know much about you as a character. Thank I, goodness. I, thank I, goodness. I know about you from like your showmanship on stage and stuff and like years and years of watching that. I guess I don't know what we would have in common. And I thought I was like really racking my brain about this. Early coffee. Day. Coffee. We both drink coffee. Yeah, I love coffee. Yeah. What were you like as a kid? We were both kids at one point. What kind of kid were you? Um, I was a kid who had a long way to go to discover an ethical code. Like, I came into this world without an ethical code, and it took me years to find it. But when I finally found it, it stuck. But I was uh, a little bit of a rabble-rouser, I would say. Just, who knows, by nature, by fact that I came from a divorced family, it was just in my nature to seek trouble. And, um, and that kind of shaped me until I realized that there, was a, there were other ways to exercise your, your angst. You seem like a sexy creature. Like he seems like you've probably had a fun time being in a rock band and, and touring the world and meeting different people and women and stuff. If women, yeah, okay. If, if one, if you met that cosmic person mm-hmm. that got you to settle down, would a lot of the things that we hear in your songs and would that all kind of like fizzle out? Would you become a different? Would your rock and roll suffer if you ever became? Um, I think everybody's rock and roll suffers when they become comfortable and complacent and a little too cozy. For the most part, that seems to be the the way of great songwriters. Um, once they get too rich and comfortable and laid back or whatever, it's it's very hard to have something to write about. You sort of lose touch with the pulse of life in the street and stuff that is struggling and interesting. Um, and I'm sure that's happened to me to some degree. But um, it also, you know, heartbreak and, you know, going from cozy to, you know, back into the doghouse again, there's something beautiful about that as well. So, yeah, falling in love, inspiring, breaking up, inspiring, pain, always inspiring, struggle, inspiring, being being too... S- too uh, sedentary and, and comfortable out there in your mansion somewhere not so inspiring yeah. 
I mean, I've looked at some of my favorite songwriters ever, and I'm like, why, why can't they write good music anymore? They're, they're way more talented than I'll ever be, and yet that's just not flowing. And I, you know, I think you need some discomfort to have something to write about. What about when you mix a kid? I'm, I'm about to be a dad myself, and so I see a guy that uh, waited later in life to have a kid. Um, you had a lot of success by that point, and as you previously said, some struggle to get there. How did the how did that change your life? Did that were you worried about settling down a little bit when you had another creature that you were worried for? No, I wasn't so worried. Um, the timing was great for me because we had just come off of um, a tour for Stadium Arcadium, and our guitar player quit. Bless his heart. Um, it was just he wanted to go do other things, and and so I knew that I was looking at about three years off, um, and that's when my son was born and. I didn't think twice about it, but, you know, people, I think it's a, a misconception to think that a child will slow you down. I think it gives you even more ammo, more energy, more, you know, zeal for life. And that's been my experience. And when I look at other artists and people say, oh, no, if they have a kid, you know, how are they going to manage? But it's just, it's better. It's even better with a kid. It adds to it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Another dimension. That's rad. Do you consider yourself a fun guy? A fun guy? I have my moments, but I, I can't say that I'm fun all of the time. Sometimes I'm definitely the opposite of fun. You seem a little mischievous to me. But uh, you know, I, I do have my my gloriously fun moments here and there, but it's, uh, it's hard to string them together some days. How about like a, like a band practice, a rehearsal, writing songs? What's mm-hmm. the? I love it. What's that vibe like? Are you guys are you guys goofing off? Are you having fun? Is it serious? Is it all those things? Um, it's always been all those things. Uh, you know, I I think we're all very excited to show up to band practice and see what the possibilities are, to see what Josh has been working on that morning, or you know what weird baseline flea has or what's going to happen if we don't say anything and we just plug in and start making noise I mean it's it's pretty lovely uh, yeah I mean I, I would say there is some, some merry pranksterism still alive in, in the band that's what I love to hear <laughs> that's so cool um, I feel like the fear is something that powers a lot of insecurities and those insecurities can oftentimes like lead to some pretty cool art some expression what are you afraid of? If anything. Well, so when you have a kid, I think a lot of uh, fears of failing in whatever way, fear of losing that which you have or not gaining that which you want, kind of, you know, gets a little bit, um, what what's the trans word I'm looking for? It gets transposed onto the child. Like, now I just, and I want my son to be healthy. And so I have fear that, you know, he'll ever have any trouble or get hurt or get bullied or get beat up or all these things that are pretty normal about life that we all survive and learn our lessons from. My fears are more for him now because I just love him so much I can't bear the thought of him suffering in any way, even though clearly he's not going to get anywhere without a little suffering along the way. Yeah, we all have to face Um, that. Yeah, you know, fears, fears do create insecurities, but they also... Um, you know, they feed adventure. Like, I'm going to go see what happens when I surf on a on a day that's way too big for me. And I know that I'm going to get held down. I know that it's going to be dicey, but... 
kind of fitness things you do? Speaking of surfing, are you like you're fitness? Still in great shape, yeah. Like fitness. Are you, are you are you a meditator? Are you a martial artist? Are you a surfer? Like what's um, your? Well, I I, I do uh, surfing, yeah, and <laughs> dancing and uh, wrestling my son. Cool. Those are that's kind of my trifecta there. I'm I'm not too too good with the more traditional fitness regimes, but you know, running and surfing and kicking and yeah. things like that. That's yeah. awesome, man. Living yeah. just being wild a little bit. Ah, you know, uh, the water is nice. Yeah, so the sun, ocean is sunny. Nice. Southern California sounds real nice, right? Anywhere, now I'd, I'd, I'd go surfing right out here if you had waves. Someone get some waves. Stat, you don't have man. waves here. You're you're too protected. I saw a video where there was people dressed. Uh, they wear mermaid legs and they're out in the waters <laughs> off the coast of just in the Puget Sound and stuff doing that. Sweet, that'd be mermen. I wonder if they do that. Um, there aren't a lot of bands that are rock bands of your magnitude that are crushing it still, selling out arenas. I I see a lot more electronic music. I. Do you think there's still an appetite for kids to be writing and making rock music? Am I off base by thinking that there's not a lot of that? I think there's an appetite. It might be a little bit dormant at the moment. It's hard for me to imagine that it would ever go away because it's such a a fun thing to do to make rock music. And, and I get that there's always going to be evolution. And thank God, you know, that, that it's not still the same rock music that it was five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 you know, watching music change is one of the most amazing things. Yeah, but you're still quintessentially the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You put on a Red Hot Chili Pepper song, it might be different, it might be changed, but it's still the there's still that root to it. Yeah, we have our roots, but I'm just talking about the landscape in general. Cool. And I, and I feel like there will be people out there that gravitate towards guitars and drums and basses and garages and microphones and want to do that. I can't see it dying. It might not be the you know the kind of spearhead of today's sound, but I think it'll always be there, and there'll always be you know certain generations bringing a freshness to that rock and roll party. But you know, thank God that it becomes electronic or whatever else it's going to become. Better to change than become stagnant, I suppose. Yeah, like we talked for about sure, for sure. Something very important. What's your favorite dog? Favorite dog? Yeah. Like a, an individual or a breed? Yes. What? Which? Whatever. Um, my favorite dog. Well, I'm pretty fond of the Rhodesian Ridgeback. Yeah. With the crinkly backs when they With get the a little angry. crinkly backs, yes. But I mean, I also never met a dog I didn't like. So. That's the best possible answer. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time imagining this, but when's the last time you went to Target? Um, it has been a minute, but I take these uh, summer holidays in Michigan with my family, and it's pretty almost every day we'll end up in something Target-like. It could be a Walmart. It could be a, a Myers Thrifty Acres. It could be a Target, something like that. Sure. Just kind of for the cultural experience of being in the middle of America and strolling through these vast compounds of products. And people and weirdness and it's awesome. Yeah, you've been a delight. Thanks for taking the time. Why? Why Target? Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I was just trying to. What's that? Cross promotion. Yeah, no, <laughs> this this interview sponsored by Target. It's not. Yeah, no. It's 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 fun in the summer to go to those big weird places. Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate yep. it. You've been listening to So You're in Seattle with Gregor. Follow him on Twitter at Hey Gregor. Find more episodes online at 
SoYou'reInSeattle.com. So You're in Seattle is a burrito butt production. Yeah, you're a good dog chowder. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.